0: Hello, folks. Welcome to the Solar Fit Renewable Energy Show. Bill Gallagher with you again today. First for the weather report. Looking under the hood, it's Beautiful day out there in Daytona Beach, Florida. The weather is going to be today. Let me think of the 92 degrees, wind zero soar, 040 at 7 knots. Beautiful day. Got to give a shout-out to our friends at Daytona Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Maserati Alpha for their loyal support through the years. Special shout-out to our, our driver, Mr. Daniel Dye, NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. This weekend, where are we going this weekend? We're going to go up to Milwaukee for the Milwaukee Mile, one of the most famous racetracks in the world. I think Daniel's going to have it dialed in. He really likes this track. It's fast, and it's just the way he wants it. So anyway, we've got our very special guest, my good friend with me today, Mr. Jim Brown with LG Energy Storage System. Jim, welcome to the show. Hello, Bill. Thank you for having me back. Really good to see you again. Thank you for coming to the uh, showroom office, uh, whatever this is, to stop by for an interview. (laughs) Bill, I just call
1: it your fine studio establishment. (laughs) That's what it is. That's what it is. It's great to be back in the great state of Florida, Bill. Thanks. The sun down here is just brilliant and perfect for the subject of our conversation today.
0: So you're uh, right now living up in? I am still based in
1: Pennsylvania. And believe it or not, uh, I I obviously keep track of the place while I'm gone. Keep in touch with uh, Lori, and you will not believe all the leaves on the ground already. Really, I can't believe it. autumn is is showing its face what do you trip
0: really autumn my gosh what is it now it's almost autumn it it? is
1: almost it's uh nearing the end of august but i certainly don't expect leaves on the ground this time of year it's really interesting to see
0: what happened to the summer
1: i don't know it was a great summer i think we had plenty of rain plenty of moisture uh, plenty of good sunshine and no real intense heat like we sometimes do have so i'm not sure what it's about you know what else happened this summer Bill, the lantern flies disappeared.
0: What's a lanternfly? Oh the spotted lanternfly. Oh really? Oh
1: yeah, they have four stages of life. They start small, they're little nymphs and then they grow into this bug. it looks like a small butterfly. really colorful but they're crazy beasts. they're very invasive uh, and they will actually uh, kill trees. No yeah we had a bad infestation a couple of years ago but you know what they're gone this year and now the leaves are on the ground early, not all of them but they're starting. Uh, I don't. I don't know
0: what's happening. I'm Not sure. It's crazy, crazy weather. We've had some terribly hot weather down here in Florida. Initially, we had a lot of rain in June and in July, but uh, now as we, we have some heat. Jim, uh, yeah, you've been on here the show several times, and I uh, got to ask you to go back and, and bring us up to speed. Where were you? Where did you grow up? Walk us through your education. And how you ended up down here?
1: Well, I always enjoy the trip down memory lane, Bill. Thanks. And I've actually been enjoying a little bit of that lately too, helping out my mom. She uh, she's been dealing with the passing of her brother. Uh, One of eight siblings, and so I've been helping her out back in the homestead uh, in western New York from time to time. I used to say upstate New York, and people go, oh, uh, you mean Westchester County or uh, maybe as far as Albany, (laughs) Poughkeepsie, right? I go, oh, no, 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 farther upstate. (laughs) Like, that's not upstate. It's western New York. So I'm south of Buffalo and Rochester, right on the New York-Pennsylvania state line. Very beautiful part of rural New York state, not too far from the Finger Lakes region.
0: That's beautiful. Love
1: the Finger Lakes. In fact, uh, I know Florida is no stranger to lakes. There's plenty around here, and I drive by plenty when I'm down here doing business. Right. Uh, but that Le- Finger Lakes region of New York State was a great place to grow up. I did a lot of fishing there with my dad. Um, my dad called it fishing. I said, Dad, when are we going to go catching? <laughs> right. You know, I'm sitting in the boat like this for hours. I caught up on my sleep. But, right. no, it was re- actually really good quality time with <laughs> Dad, and, yeah. and fishing in the Finger Lakes was great. So that's where I grew up. Uh, Made my way to York, Pennsylvania, South south Central Pennsylvania by way of Denver and Chicago. That was after uh, university. So, great place to be in Pennsylvania. It's uh, 100 miles west of Philadelphia, 200 miles east of Pittsburgh. Just right on the Pennsylvania-Maryland state line, Mason-Dixon line.
0: How far is that from Watkins Glen? Not that far, is it?
1: No, Bill. Straight up uh, Route 15, right along the Susquehanna River, I can be in Watkins Glen in about three and a half hours yeah it's beautiful there too yep yep so you mentioned daniel do you guys race at watkins we do sure yep watkins glad it's a fantastic track and i have a small experience there it was back in the day when i was riding motorcycles and there was a guy and i wish i could remember his name he was a motocross superstar um sorry not motocross that's dirt he was one of those you know crotch rocket racers on pavement and and he had a, a super bike school and we go and you sit through the classroom for two or three hours and they teach you you know how to stay alive on the bike and then you suit up in the leather and the helmet and the boots and the gloves and they put you out on the track on these uh at that time it was a kawasaki ninja zx6 so 600 cc but we'd top out on the back stretch about 140 miles an hour boy we did two heats i don't remember how many laps each but it was an absolutely crazy
0: experience what a fun track it is it is the uh what are some of the, the, the well, you know, I, I like the, the main stretch of going down the hill and up to the right-hand turn. And First time I ever went to Watkins Glen, uh, who was racing there? Jackie Stewart, Graham Hill, he, he had a terrible crash there. Uh, that was back in the day when Formula One was, that was the only track in the United States, Watkins Glen. A lot okay. of history. wow, I'll say.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. You know, that first turn you're talking about is the only one I ran off. Really? when i was on this it was my uh first heat i don't remember which lap it was i was getting a little comfortable and apparently too comfortable went in a little hot and went across the what do they call those bumps on the rumble strips rumble or strips or, yeah. or dragon's teeth yeah. or something like that you know and i ended up in the grass i come back around you know to the trailer and they flagged me down and gave me a little talking to and but it what a it, just such a cool track yeah, yeah. people up there they're so genuine so cool this is It is a nice part of the country, for sure. It was a great place to grow up, and I love going back to visit. But, uh, you know, my journey has taken me farther. Mom and Dad were always really interested in me, you know, doing more than they did. And and gosh, I'll tell you, I'm just so blessed to have the start they gave me. But landing in Pennsylvania is is where I've been now for the last 33 years. I've been through a a couple of career changes, different types of work. And just I landed in this solar business by not by accident, but by way of machinery. Uh, it started out with a Swiss machine company called COMEX, and we designed, engineered, and built the machine, Bill, that takes a stack of solar cells and singulates them and then interconnects them with the wire to allow the electricity to flow. Mm-hmm. So these strings make a solar module, obviously module on the roof, collect the sunshine and all that. It was a really great job. A lot of international travel, I had some really good accounts working with their manufacturing operations, deploying this machinery, optimizing production and yields and so on. And that's what introduced me to the solar um, industry. But at one point, (laughs) having done a lot of international travel in my life, I I was in it for four and a half years and I just had enough. I just didn't want to travel like that anymore, but I wanted to stay in solar. And that's what, what brought me over to this side, the distributed side of the solar business. So, when you were working with a Swiss company, were you in Switzerland? or Where were you? No, I was based right in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. In fact, in fact, they owned a small company, uh, the U.S. base of operations for the solar machinery, because the Swiss company did other machines. They were in the wire industry. They were in the medical industry, uh, but the the actual solar business, manufacturing these solar assembly machines, was in
0: York, Pennsylvania. That is amazing. Well, now, Jim, I'm sure we'll get into it with the new IRA uh, bill that was passed. We're seeing more and more uh, production manufacturing coming back in the United States, which is really exciting to all of us, right? It is indeed. But you were at the cutting edge. How many years ago was that? Oh, gosh. It's been 14. 14 years. Yeah, 14 years. And that was just about when solar electric started to take off in the United States, wasn't it? It was, yep.
1: I, I was I was fortunate to work in the U.S. in those manufacturing operations, but I did a lot of
0: work in, in Asia as well. So where were they selling the, the modules? Or were they just producing the, the the cells and the wiring and then making into a module, or what were they doing? Well, the company I worked for was making just the machinery, the oh, automation, the machinery. Okay.
1: that would take a stack of solar cells and create the string. And then we actually used multi-axis robots to pick up the string, uh-huh. lay them precisely on the glass with laminate, um, and then, you know, the, the back sheet would go on and then go through you know through the laminator. So uh we, we supplied that machinery all around the world. Definitely US operations, Europe, Asia. Uh, yeah, it was it was a great experience. We had a we had a great team of designers, engineers, sales of course, the the technical support in that business was incredible. Because these machines were pretty sophisticated. Mechanical equipment, but also called mechatronics, because the automation that went with it the the logic and the intelligence that went with the machine to make it do what we wanted to do with the precision required to interconnect cells and assemble a solar module, was just incredible. a lot of smart people in that business, really interesting
0: are they still doing that? They you know? are
1: not they are no they divested okay. in that
0: that yeah. part of the business yeah well, I visited several different manufacturing plants and watching. These uh, robotic arms reach down and pick up a cell, which is about the thickness of about half the thickness of a business card or less, right? Right. Very, very brittle. Pick that up, set it on the glass, turn around, rotate the whole thing. I mean, it's like
1: fun to watch. It's true. Uh, no doubt solar cells can be, you know, they can be fragile when they are, you know, by themselves. I mean, in a stack, certainly think of a deck of cards. You know very rigid hard to bend but a single card certainly you can fold it over without any problem right. so you're right solar cells do require special handling but uh you know they're they're certainly robust but with the right equipment and the right intelligence managing the mechanicals the breakage rates during assembly actually was very very low
0: that's amazing. really interesting that is amazing it was amazing to me bill yeah I mean that uh, producing the cells is not an inexpensive process for sure but i I guess be because of the scale of it now the prices come down to where it's affordable right so talk talk a little bit uh Jim before we get into the uh, the battery business, which is really what we're passionate about, talk a little bit about how the solar electric works. So the sun comes up, talk to a, talk to the public and tell them how that works. Sure,
1: simple enough.
0: Uh, you're right. The sun has shown us,
1: history <laughs> has shown us, the sun comes up every day, you know, sometimes behind clouds. But uh, no doubt, the sunshine impinges on the solar collector. We call it a solar module. Um, by the way, it reminds me of a quick joke. Do you know why solar panels are always in a good mood? Uh, because they're sunny side up. Oh my gosh, Bill! Did you read ahead? <laughs> no, is that it? Yeah, oh, it is. Oh, sorry. Yeah, about they're that. always sunny side up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why. So uh, anyway, the, uh, the the solar material, the it is a semiconductor material. So when it's activated by the sunshine, the electrons flow, and that electron flow creates the electricity, and it passes through the solar modules through the. Uh, the wiring, we call them conductors, but through the wiring and into the house. Now, some of that uh, depends on the type of system. Some of that electricity is converted from direct current or DC, think, you know, Duracell or Ever ready, DC, uh, that can be converted to household electricity, either right on the roof at the solar module level, or perhaps it's all uh, it all travels down to the to a main or central inverter where it's changed from direct current to alternating current or AC, which we know in the household. So um, it's really a, a well. There's a there are people way smarter than me that understand all the details that go on inside of the solar cell because there are different types of solar cells as well. But if we accept that the semiconductor material is what transforms sunshine into electricity. It's pretty straightforward. It's not. It's not magic.
0: You know, it's really funny you say that word "magic" because we we, from time to time, travel to different schools and help uh, educate some of the children, if they will. Some of the children are uh, college age children. You know, every uh, riddle lots of times will go to the engineering class, and and I think it's as close to thing to magic as you can imagine because it's, there's nothing. There's no moving parts. The sun comes up and creates this electricity, excites the electrons, right, and he attaches the wires and actually, you know you're powering not only your house but major buildings. I mean this is like cool stuff. it's very cool, cool stuff. It's very cool. Now what we're going to talk about next, folks, you may want to hear this sitting down because this is really the Holy Grail, isn't it? So now we've captured that uh, electricity we could use in the house and stuff. but what happens if the grid goes down? What happens if there is no power? Jim, take it away. Well, that is the uh,
1: never-ending question what does happen and it's amazing bill and we'll talk about it a little bit later uh, in our time together the educational process is a never-ending journey for sure and in my many years in solar modules it is amazing how many homeowners are so surprised when the grid goes down they don't have electricity but well wait a minute i i bought solar so i'd have electricity and they don't understand you know why why, it, why they don't have electricity. Why they don't have electricity. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a never-ending question. And so that's, that's why this next subject, energy storage, is so relevant today. And, and energy storage batteries have been around for a while, for sure. Um, if you look at some of the market data, there's a, you know, a very well-known uh, company that analyzes market data and trends. The last five years have been pretty flat. I say five. Uh, through 21. Uh, pretty flat in terms of energy storage deployment but the escalation in the last couple of years and the outlook for the next five is truly incredible the growth anticipated in energy storage so we can generate the electricity but you're right bill when the grid goes down homeowners can't use that solar mm-hmm. and so now we have to talk about storing that solar with the ability to deploy it to the home power the refrigerator and the tv and some outlets and lights and so on uh, to take advantage of the solar investment they made Uh, the technology there is also very incredible and has come a long way in a very short time well when you pair the two
0: technologies together you get real magic folks we're going to take a short break stay with us we're right back If somebody knocks on your door or a telemarketer's on your phone, you know it's not us. Hi, folks. This is Bill Gallagher with SolarFit. If you've been thinking about solar, we want you to knock on our door or call us. SolarFit's been a part of this community for over 47 years, and our customers love us. Couldn't say it if it wasn't true. Now's the time to go solar for your home or business. Give us a call at 445-7606. SolarFit your life and set yourself free with the sun's free energy. Hi, folks. Welcome back to the Solar Fit Renewable Energy Show. I'm with my friend, Mr. Jim Brown, with LG Energy Storage Systems. I hope you caught the first uh, part of it. If you didn't, visit our podcast. Tune in because of very important information. Jim, just before the break, we talked a little bit about solar power and why without batteries we couldn't use it. We probably ought to talk a little bit about why that is. Uh, What we don't want to do, folks, is to be able to have a situation where we're generating energy when the grid is down and potentially back-feeding the grid. Right, Jim? Right. It's that simple. It's for safety. For safety. So by law, the uh, power inverter shuts off the solar modules so no one can get hurt, and that's cool. But you know what? There is a way to benefit from the grid being down, and that is through LG Energy Storage Systems. Take it away, Jim. That's right, Phil. The energy storage space is really an
1: exciting place. There's a lot of players in the space. LG Electronics has brought to the market a high-power, high-energy system to store electricity for residential use. Uh, the system can deploy be deployed easily being AC-coupled. Okay, that means all we do is... The the LG Home 8 product takes AC output from the solar array and and uses that uh, in combination with the stored DC energy in the batteries to power the home if the grid is down. So there's a transfer switch built into that system, which isolates the solar array and the battery system from the grid. So we build that safety in so the homeowner can continue to use solar as well as the stored energy when the grid is down.
0: So when this happens, the grid goes down, you really can't even detect that. It's almost quicker than a blink of an eye, correct? It is. That technology has come a long way
1: too, Bill, and and I'm relatively new to the storage space, Uh, having been with LG Electronics Energy Storage Systems now for just a year. uh, But prior, in, in years past, the transfer time from grid down to powering the home could have been a matter of seconds. And now... Uh, the transfer time, given the advancement in the the switching technology, is is less than a, a tenth of a second.
0: Hmm. You know what's, what's really interesting is that if you if you're fortunate enough to have this technology in your house right now, you'll notice when the grid goes down somebody knocking on your door, and you go, I "Wonder why they're knocking on my door?" Well, you're the only person in the neighborhood that has battery storage, and everybody else is dark, right? So there's a whole lot of reasons why that can happen, right? Uh, gosh, we're in hurricane alley if you will right we're in florida we're you know every time i always talk about this you see that little blip off the coast of africa and it starts getting bigger and bigger and all of a sudden the the uh, the people on, uh, on the weather station start getting excited you can see them hey jimmy come on over here man we got another hurricane right and the people of florida oh yeah another hurricane no big deal but as it gets closer there's a certain amount of anxiety can you talk about that a little bit oh for sure i i agree
1: completely in fact uh, I, I have to speak to the door knock though, Bill, that's, that's a really great analogy. When people see, you know, a home or a couple of homes with the lights on and they wonder what's going on, what a great opportunity for those homeowners to even save more money by referring that homeowner Absolutely. back to solar fit. Yeah. And then, and then you can have a consultation, personalize a system for them and solar fit their home as well with not only solar, but energy storage. So their lights can stay on too. I think it's a neat opportunity, uh, but as the you know, as somebody who's protected, generating their own electricity, so they have their own power plant on the roof with solar, and then um, you know, you and I've talked about this before. It's almost like having homeowners insurance. The energy storage system is their energy insurance. Should the grid go down, just like homeowners, if something should happen to your home, you have that insurance to help support you. So, with an impending storm. Naturally, people who are in Florida have preparations to make. But, you know, there's an interesting feature of the LG Home ESS, and that is what's called storm readiness. And the homeowner is allowed through the LG ThinQ app to enable this mode of operation and choose the weather alerts that the system will prepare for. So should AccuWeather make an announcement about an impending weather event, the Home 8 will respond according to the settings in the app and prepare. Whether it's charging from solar or charging from grid, it will be charged and ready for this impending event based on the AccuWeather Severe Weather Alert. Really interesting feature.
0: That is interesting. When you talk about intuitive, this thing can watch the weather for you. It It is it is so cool, the technology. You know, think about that. And I love your, uh, your analogy with the insurance, and that's just what it is. Yeah, we spend so much money on other types of insurance, and we don't blink an eye on it, right? Well, we've got to have the home. We've got to have the health. We've got to have all these other insurance. And when you, when you really digest what it costs to do uh, a battery system, it could be just a few dollars a day. So a few dollars a day. If you you have this management comfort system, I can't I can't tell you how good that is.
1: So true. And Bill, I've been as I mentioned, I've been with LG Electronics Energy Storage Systems now for just over a year, and I'm managing up and down the East Coast. And the systems we've deployed are functioning beautifully according to plan. And I can't tell you the kind of positive feedback we get from homeowners, knowing the system is installed, watching it work not only through the LG ThinQ app can they see what's happening at any given time with their solar and their home usage and the battery uh, status, as well as what the grid is contributing to their electricity needs, but also the main enclosure of the Home 8 where the batteries and the actual battery inverter are, are contained, there's a display on the face of that cabinet. So at any given time, they could glance at that cabinet and see the state of charge of the battery and if the grid goes down, that display changes to the number of hours remaining at the current load. So even if, for example, cellular service goes out and the phone app is not working, they can still see the status of their battery system just by looking at the display on the cabinet.
0: And it's a cool display too. You can can see how much energy is being produced by the solar system, how much is being used to power the house, how much is being sent back to the grid where you're compensated dollar for dollar thanks to uh, Governor DeSantis and uh, in approval of the net metering bill. But we're on full alert. If, if, if something comes down the pike, folks, we want to keep net metering in Florida for sure. That's a, that's a big thing for all of us. But in the event that it goes away, everyone's going to have a battery. Right, Jim?
1: It's true, Bill. Uh, we've already seen it in California. You know, anybody who hasn't, Uh, or who is not up to date with what happened in California with NEM 3.0, it's a good read and they should look at it. Uh, There's already public press around North Carolina making a change coming in October. It is a, it is a stepping stone to what California just put in place. Mm -hmm. But uh, at some point, I think we're all going to be in that position where net metering, you know, one for one net metering is likely going to go away. And, we're prepared for that with the LG Home 8 energy storage system. One of the modes of operation is called time of use, so the homeowner has complete flexibility to program the system to charge and discharge according to what the utility is doing in terms of rates.
0: Yeah. That's the, that's the best thing since sliced bread, isn't it?
1: <laughs> it is indeed, and I love that the intelligence of the system gives the homeowner – all the control they need to get what they want out of this important energy
0: insurance asset yeah and think of it from a standpoint of of course we're in florida and we've got 1500 people a day crossing the border coming here for good reasons right the weather's nice uh, taxes are relatively low it's we're, but, you know, every one of those people is going to need the electricity, right? And the more EVs that are deployed, more electricity, more and more and more. So having solar power with battery storage takes the pressure off the grid, which we know we're going to have to do. Or Either that, we're going to spend billions of dollars reinforcing the grid to build more po- power plants to do this. So if every home or a lot of homes went to this, that would be a huge benefit to the utility grid.
1: Indeed. You're exactly right, Bill. And when you speak about building more generation capacity, expanding the grid, if you will, uh, I'll speak about it specifically as generation capacity. One of the programs that's happening in the Northeast is called Virtual Power Plant. And this is where the utilities are incentivizing homeowners to share some of their stored energy during peak times, June through September, 3 to 7 p.m., These are the peak times when utilities typically have to enable additional generation capacity to meet demand. But what they're doing is allowing homeowners to opt into this program, discharge a portion of their battery to the grid to help support the peak, and then they're being incentivized, they're being paid to use some of this stored energy that's just sitting there doing nothing. It's a beautiful program. More and more utilities will be looking at this feature of virtual power plant to minimize
0: their future investments in adding generation capacity, yeah, for sure. And I think you know the, the, the rapid deployment of these uh, EV charging systems is going to be a big impetus to that, right? So more and more electric vehicles are, are deployed. You know, the East Coast, boy, we're we're kind of lacking, aren't we? As far as you know, going up the coast and making sure our cars are charged right. Not not so bad in California because they're on every corner, you know. Right. Right agreed and and no
1: doubt that is one of the one of the calls to action is to expand the charging capacity across the country i'm not intimately familiar with you know all the deployment of ev charging assets but i do see various reports of positive and some challenging experiences you know from people who have evs and maybe just didn't know really what to expect but they were happy to share their story whether it was a positive one or a challenging one and and it clearly points out, though, that there's there's a, a need with the increased sales of EVs, definitely a need for increased charging facilities.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think a, a solar power system with a LG battery backup system is a perfect uh, mate for your EV, right? So you're charging the EV from the sun for free. You're driving for free. You're driving on sunshine. That's right. That's
1: that's a lot cheaper, than the number I see at the pump—it's <laughs> <laughs> not getting any better, is it? No, it absolutely is not, Phil. Yeah, yeah I right. think
0: back at uh, gosh, well, you're just a young man compared to me, Jim. But I think back at the 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 gas war days when you know, even back then it was sixty-one cents a gallon for right. gas. You know, and if you could have bought that gas right back then for forever at 61 cents that's kind of what you're doing with solar right you're making a little bit of investment locking in that energy price along with the battery and you're good to go good to go you know i think one of the things that hurts us most is our built-in propensity for procrastination you know what i mean let's let's just wait until the hurricane hits the door run out to the big box store look for that plywood and it's gone and it's gone so what's your message to folks as far as when to take action oh it's too late no,
1: I'm kidding, Bill. It's not too late. The best, As we always used to say back in our solar module days together, the best time to go solar was yesterday. Yeah, the best time to add an LG Home 8 ESS to your solar array or go solar plus LG Home 8 storage is absolutely right now. Lock in your rate of electricity today. It's not going to get any cheaper. And with that, you get the energy insurance of the storage system
0: and true energy independence. Right, and you increase the value of the home. If you ever go to sell your home, you've got a solar power system, you've got no electric bill, $25, and you've got the energy storage to take care of it. How does it get better than that?
1: I bill, know. that's a great value proposition. <laughs> and, you know, there's one other part that, it, that it really comes to light. It, it, the more I cover the East Coast and, and talk with good folks like yourself, as well as homeowners, one important thing that we have to just mention, if you look around the home, there are a lot of things that are UL certified. The LG Home 8 ESS storage system is UL certified
0: for safety. That is one important p- point. Jim, if someone wanted to get involved and get one of these LG systems like we are offering here, what's your advice? What, is there a website they could go to? How can they get involved? Oh, for sure. Uh,
1: you know, Google's our friend because everything on the internet's true, and we can right. find it through Google. No, You can <laughs> e- easily Google LG Electronics homemade energy storage system or lg.com forward slash us forward slash ess okay perfect folks, that is the website we're going
0: to post this tomorrow on our, on our on our facebook and but please you can also call solar fit or visit solarfit.com and place your order today because procrastination is a nasty word <laughs> it is indeed
1: it's hard to say <laughs> and
0: spell I, can, I almost didn't say it well okay. anyway folks we're going to sign off for today jim thanks so much for coming in as always You're very welcome, Bill. Thanks for having me. Great to see you again. You too. Thanks, folks. Join us uh, this weekend in Milwaukee, and have a good time, and we'll talk to you next week. SolarFit Renewable Energy Radio Show, paid for by SolarFit.